ready to rock today, Fire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass with a master of the online world, Michael Stelzner. And we have a killer masterclass. We're going to be talking about how you, Fire Nation, can go about drawing the right audience from the right platform how to get people from just participating passively, if at all, to a more active role, how do you know when to provide free content and when to pitch and actually sell something, and Michael made a very controversial move recently about pulling three long-form shows off of Facebook, so we're going to dive into that as well. Now, who is Michael? Well, he is the founder of Social Media Examiner, author of the books Launch and Writing White Papers, and he's the man behind Social Media marketing world. And we're going to dive into some great content with him after we thank our sponsors. You know what makes ZipRecruiter so smart? ZipRecruiter doesn't wait for the right candidates to find you. It finds them. It's powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the US. That's based on hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire mike say what's up to fire nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know hey john first of all thanks for having me um what is up with me well first of all uh things are going awesome and something about me that most people probably don't know is i absolutely love to hike um there's a lot of trails around my house and Within a matter of minutes, I can disappear into the wilderness and uh, listen to podcasts or just kind of hang out with nature. And I absolutely love doing that. You know, that's actually something I did not know about you until about a year ago. I started watching The Journey and what's pretty cool on The Journey, you take a bunch of hikes and you kind of make these really cool metaphors while you're hiking as well. So Fire Nation, check out The Journey, Social Media Examiner on YouTube. Just go there, check out The Journey's real kind of behind the scenes of how Mike makes all the magic happen for social media marketing world with uh, a lot of interesting things going on there. So you actually had a pretty cool last episode where you were pretty controversially talking about pulling three long form shows off of Facebook, but I don't want to talk about that right now. It's kind of like a teaser for Fire Nation. We're going to get to that point, but I was fascinated by it for sure. But let's kind of maybe start a little bit more at the core of what we're chatting about today, because this audio masterclass is picking the platform that is right for you, Fire Nation. And Michael Stelzner's been rocking it since 2009, and he's been successful in a lot of platforms. And what I'm impressed about you, Mike, is that you've always been able to draw the right audience. So kind of maybe share with Fire Nation, you know, how exactly do you go through choosing a platform and then drawing the right audience to you so that we entrepreneurs can kind of emulate that path? I think the key to marketing in, you know, 2019 is really to ask yourself, um, who is it that I'm trying to get in front of? And then the real question is what, um, within my comfort zone, what type of content can I produce for that someone? So, for example, in my case, my background is, I think you know, John, is I used to be a writer, right. a professional writer. I was paid a lot of money to, to write for businesses. So, I started with blogging. 
And um, even today, let's be honest, people still read. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and I know it sounds crazy to, in the social media age where it's <laughs> all about, you know, short snippets of video and stuff. But, but, you know, there is an opportunity if you can write to go ahead and start writing, whether it's on a blog or whether it's on a social platform like LinkedIn. Um, that's one option. The other option, of course, is, is an option you and I have been very successful at, which is talking and podcasting. And uh, what I love about this medium is that either if you're able to interact with someone like you and I are doing right now, and it's an interesting, people will listen and they will listen and they will listen and they will listen. And what's great about that is everybody has opportunity. As you know, John, your whole story, right? They're in their car, they're doing dishes, they're at the gym. Everybody has those idle opportunities. They either choose to fill their mind with music or with knowledge. And there's a really big growing opportunity out there for podcasting. Uh, even though it looks like it's being owned by all the NPR style shows, there still is a huge audience out there for that. And then of course, I would say probably the the path that's the easiest and the hardest at the same time is the video path. Because with a story, like on Instagram or any other platform, you can just simply pull up your phone, hit record and create something entertaining, interesting or inspiring. And what's great about a platform like Instagram is you can do it in like 10 or 15 seconds and it can be very successful. So, so the key to draw an audience to you is to kind of decide where are your strengths as, you know, a spoken communicator, on camera communicator or a written communicator. It's got to be one of those three in my opinion. And then where is your audience uh, matched to that strength and then start the process of creating content. We can dig as deep as you want into that. I do kind of want to dig a little bit into one of those areas specifically because it's something that I've seen you do and you're doing it right now at a pretty high level. And I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are from kind of behind the scenes. But first off, Fire Nation, I kind of want to go through a couple of things he said. You know, Michael's talking about who exactly is it you're trying to get in front of. You need to identify that for yourself. Also, what's your comfort level? And that's important, what your comfort level is. And then, you know, exactly where is the audience hanging out currently right now. And that's why where I loved when you were talking about the idle opportunities. I've actually never heard that phrase before, but it makes so much sense. And that's to me, Fire Nation, why podcasting has fit a very special niche. And only a niche, you know, it's going to fit those idle opportunities when people are driving to work, when they're mowing their lawn, doing these different things. Not when they're sitting at home with their loved ones. They're not going to sit around like the speaker listening to a podcast. It's those idle opportunities that are going to make the most of those podcasts. But something that you've done, Mike, that I'd love to kind of dive a little bit more into is the produced video path. I mean, again, you've done that. Why'd you go that route? And what are your thoughts on that right now? This is a fascinating dialogue, John, because I've been thinking literally over the last couple of days about how the pendulum is shifting. Um, for the last five to seven years, we, most of us, have been trained that we ought to interact on social media mostly on Facebook, but on other platforms like Instagram and others. And interacting means ha commenting, in having dialogue, sending messages. And uh, if we don't do it, it's kind of strange because the platforms prompt us to do it. For example, you'll watch a live video and it'll prompt you to say, share with a friend, or it'll prompt you to say, um, say hi and let the person know that you're here. You know what I mean? So kind of these social platforms have trained us to act in a certain way, which is to 
is to act and interact. They do that because we get a dopamine hit when that happens, right? Um, when someone responds to us or they like our comment, a dopamine happens. It happens in our brain and it causes a psychological reaction which forces us to want more of it. It's addictive stimuli, okay? And um, we've finally gotten to the point over the last 18 months where people have been overstimulated by social media and are more aware of how they have been manipulated by social media and how they have been influenced to believe certain things or to see certain things and, and all this kind of stuff. And now the pendulum has swung the other direction. So before social media, John, you remember this, people used to read books and they used to read things called magazines and they used to watch things called television. So, so what they would do is they would read things they would watch things and they would listen to things called the radio, okay? And then all of a sudden, the social media disrupted all of that. So now, instead of listening, instead of reading things that were, you know, thousands of words long, they would read things that were just a couple of sentences long. Instead of watching things that were, you know, um, half an hour shows, they would watch five minute or 60 second little cat videos, stupid little things, right? That would get them to have an emotional reaction. So what's now happening is people are now beginning to tune out. They're beginning to realize that there was some sort of digital addiction happening. And they're now the pendulum is swinging back the opposite direction. So what this means is the consumer behavior now with iPhones that have screen limit built in, so you cannot, you know, uh, overdo it on social media and so on and forth. You know, it, it goes on and on. Digital detox, a phrase everyone is probably familiar with now that no one had heard of five years ago. Um, this is now the pendulum is moving in the opposite direction. People, instead of being active, are seeking passive experiences. People want to binge watch. Netflix. They want to go on Hulu and watch shows. They want to go on Prime Video and watch stuff. They want to be able to disconnect and be entertained. Or they want to listen to something and not have to actually act or interact. So the reason I went off on this little riff is because I saw that pendulum shift happening. I saw that we're moving away from this everybody click like, everybody comment more towards people want to be entertained. And the reason I saw that, John, is because I was watching shows like Undercover Boss, The Prophet. You're probably familiar with The Prophet, right? Very much, yeah. Yeah, and, and Shark Tank, right? These are shows where you just sit there and you watch, but they're about business. And, and I started watching those shows. I'm also a big fan of Survivor. I got a chance to have lunch with one of the co-executive producers oh, cool. of the first first eight seasons of Survivor. You ever watch that show? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I watch every season. So he told me more about how it works and stuff. And I started studying the story and I, and I started saying to myself, okay, I've always been a long form creator, right? I've always been a writer of long stuff, books, you know, dot, dot, dot. Um, I wonder if I can tap a little bit of the lean back and enjoy a show kind of experience, which is not an interactive experience, but more of a passive experience. If I could create a little movie, if you will, a documentary, but I could slice it into five to seven minute pieces over an entire season about a specific journey, a desire to want to grow a product, you know, by X percent over the prior year. In this case, it was our conference. Season one, very, very popular. Season two, becoming more popular. But the idea is the reason I started doing this is, is because first of all, I saw the consumer change happening. Secondly, I also know very importantly, as do you, that people buy from those whom they know and they like and they sure. trust. What better way than to show behind the scenes content of how we do what we do in the same way we grow to love the behind the scenes content we see on The Prophet and all these other shows and Undercover Boss. So I just wanted to do that very same thing. And sure enough, it had a big impact. 
and it still has a big impact. And that's why I did it. And I know I went off on like five different rants, <laughs> but feel free to go wherever you want to go with this. Well, this is where I'm going to go. Number one, I'm going to go a little bit back to the beginning for you, Fire Nation, because it is so true. People are feeling manipulated on social media and they're feeling manipulated on email as well. And I actually saw you talking about this on the journey in a very recent episode, Michael, which is why I'm going to go here because back in the 90s, guess what? You had like a 90% open rate on email. Now people are literally terrified of their inbox because they just see all the spam and all the promotions and all this and that. And people are just not interacting in the same way with email. And it's starting to get that way. It's already, it's already got to that place with social media. People are feeling manipulated. So I love that phrase that you used, the lean back and relax type of experience, that lean back and be passively entertained. And this is the 100% truth. I mean, I knew that we were chatting today and I still keep up with the journey, but I knew specifically that we were chatting later this evening. This is back this morning. So what did I do? I sat back and I just was passively entertained by the most recent episode of the journey because that's what you can do. I wouldn't have done that if it was just you kind of getting on social media and kind of doing like a 60 second rant about X, Y, or Z, but that is a produced show that is entertaining. It has clips, it splices places, it's behind the scenes. It's it's this very much entertaining experience. Yeah, it's a story arc to it. It's a story arc too. Like I'm committed to the story arc, Michael, because I've been watching it now for episodes and episodes and episodes. And, you know, I'm rooting for you to hit your goals and I'm, you know, hurting with you when this is not working and that's not working. And then I'm cheering with you when that's working and that's working. Like, but it's me just being passively entertained. So I think that everything you just shared there is so important to really just for you, Fire Nation, to understand people are feeling manipulated on social media, on email, online is all uh, online overall. How can you start creating stuff that like what Michael's trying to do, what I try to do, build that know, like, and trust with your audience? How can you do just that? And what I think is going to be an interesting segue, Michael, is the fact that you know we're talking right now, this, this point, about passively being entertained to sit back and relax. But the reality is we are entrepreneurs at the end of the day, we're running businesses and most people participate very passively, if at all, just in general. So how can we as entrepreneurs move people from that sit back, lean back and relax type of passive participation into a more active role? And we actually want them to take action like for you, buy tickets to social media marketing world. Yeah. Okay. That's a, it's a wonderful question. I, I think the key thing here is to first and foremost, um, develop a loyal following who really loves your stuff because the reality is we are fighting against algorithms, email algorithms, Facebook algorithms, social media algorithms, ad algorithms, you know, there's artificial intelligence that's designed to stop marketers messages from being received by the intended recipients, whether they want it or not. You know, it's true. I know so it's true. true. So if that's true, and it is true, then the, then the only way we're going to be able to get through to them is to figure out another way to give them what they want without actively selling them in the beginning so that they become evangelists. And the idea is that the more you get people listening, watching, reading, um, then, then there will be a tiny subsegment of that audience that won't mind hearing about, you know, whatever your course is or whatever your product is. But the idea is that the masses that listen, they evangelize you. Mm -hmm. 
and they evangelize the free whatever you've given them, the tip that they discovered because of your podcast, dot, 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 dot. They'll always remember you're the one that told them not to do this or to do that. And when they did it, it transformed their business. They'll always credit that to you. And that word of mouth marketing, that's how traditional marketing has always worked, will bring you opportunities. So when you do have something to sell, some of those fans that are the most loyal fans will actually share it with their base, even if they don't buy your product. That that cuts right through the algorithm. You understand where I'm going with that? That becomes the marketing vehicle for you. That's when they start privately sending messages through Messenger that says, hey, this is your product. You need this. I know you're looking to learn about podcasting or I know you want to learn about social media marketing. So you need to go get this or you need to go get that. That's the best kind of marketing in the world referral marketing. So, so the core of it is to actually grow the base, knowing that some of them will refer for you. And also knowing as, you know, Gary Vee has often said the right jab, 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 right hook, that if you do have a medium that you can, um, exercise a little bit of control through like email or messenger, um, then you, then, then some of those people will receive that message, although the algorithm will stop many and, um, those, you know, you will be able to sell to them. But in the olden days, we always said own the email because if you own the email, then then you got it all. But the reality is that that the email is now being blocked in the same way that Facebook stuff is being blocked. So the idea is to have a diversified way of communicating. And sometimes you have to pay. So what we do, for example, is we will use uh, remarketing on Google and Facebook to um, let our base know, in addition to email blasts, that whatever we're selling is up for sale. Does that make sense? And the idea is that you just have to keep growing and growing the audience that consumes the free stuff, knowing that you just need a fragment of them to buy the pay stuff. I mean, Fire Nation, these platforms are smart. They know that if people go onto their platforms and they just get marketing message, sell this, buy this, this, that, they're not going to come back. So they have to create the exact environment that's going to keep people going back to Instagram, to Facebook, to Twitter, to all the different places. They need to develop that environment or people will just stop going. So even though myself and Michael and other people have really valuable things to say in a marketing way, we have to be very specific about how we're going about this. And that's why I love how you put that, Michael. Develop a loyal following. If that's your focus, Fire Nation, you're going to win because it doesn't take, for most entrepreneurs, a million true fans. It takes those 1,000 true fans and you can live a great life from that. And then the referral engine, I mean, if people are talking to others, like when people go to work and they're like, oh, like what have you been watching recently? Well, I've been watching a bunch of things, but it's really crazy. I just saw like this show, The Journey, where this, you know, this, this, this conference I went to last year, this guy's talking about how he's trying to build it to 7,000 attendees now and there's challenges and the struggles he's going through to do that. It's really, I mean, that kind of referral engine is going to work Fire Nation when you develop that loyal following. And there's something I'm really excited to get into because, Michael, this is what you have actually been doing specifically with your marketing as of late. And I'm really excited to dive into it. But Fire Nation, we'll take one quick minute, thank our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Fire Nation, we're here with Ian Siegel, the CEO of Zip Recruiter, the smartest way to hire. And Ian, the hiring process has definitely evolved with the digital age. How do you think it will continue to evolve to become even more streamlined? The number one change that I expect to see in recruiting, and it's happening already, is the speed with which companies are able to make hires. Historically, it's taken more than a month and often two months for employers to close a hire. 
with the improvements that we've had in our technology, we are seeing that move down to a week to two weeks. Why? It's because we don't leave it to chance. As soon as an employer posts a job on ZipRecruiter, our technology scours all of the active job seekers who are looking for work to find the very best matches in market, notify them almost instantly that that job has come online, and incites them to apply right away. That means for you as an employer, the same day you post a job, great candidates are coming in, and that allows you to close the loop far faster than has ever been possible at any other point in history when it comes to recruiting. That means you can get back to the important things like growing your business. Fire Nation, think back just a few years. Hiring used to be this long, drawn-out affair, and the whole time you're running your business with a position unfilled, that's inefficient. You have to get to full strength as fast as possible while balancing quality and speed. Luckily for us, ZipRecruiter delivers both. With ZipRecruiter, there's less waiting and more hiring. Their smart matching technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills, education, and experience, and actively invites them to apply to your job so you get qualified candidates fast. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. based on Trustpilot ratings of hiring sites with over 1,000 reviews. Views. And right now, Fire Nation, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ziprecruiter.com slash F-I-R-E, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Michael, we're back and I'm going to keep going back to the journey because I really see from my perspective, what you're doing. I mean, that's what I love is that the journey itself, you're passively selling social media marketing world because, you know, it's it's about you creating this amazing conference and experience, but not looking at the camera saying, buy tickets right now, but it's passively selling because that's what people are going to do when they develop that know, like, and trust for you. But how do you know, and this is what I know I struggle with, Fire Nation struggles with, when to provide free content and when to actually turn to that camera and pitch and sell. How do we balance those two? It's a big challenge. And one of the things we do specifically in the journey is we never, ever say, go buy a ticket to the social media world. Never. The call to action is subscribe on YouTube, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Or by the way, it's like, you know, answer a question below in the comments. And that's one thing, even when you don't have like Ton, like tens of thousands of, of views on the journey. Like you had like 300 comments on, on a recent episode and you know, had a meeting live for that long. I mean, there's real engagement there. I mean, that's a loyal following. It sounds kind of crazy, but it's just like it was when any of us started out our business. And I know many of the people listening to the show might be just getting started. You do it one person at a time. Yeah. So I literally comment on almost every single person you who do. comments on the journey. <laughs> you do. You know, it's very rare that I won't, you know, unless they just said something weird that I just can't comment. <laughs> but when they get a comment from me, that's a big deal for them. Okay. Because they've big just deal. been watching me and now I'm commenting and it's a big, big deal for them because they're like, holy crap, the guy that's on the video just commented. <laughs> right. And you know what that does for them? I mean, what would that do for you, John, if, um, if uh, let's say you watched a Casey Neistat video and you like Casey and he actually com- responded to your comment? I mean, that'd be a big deal for you. You know who Casey is, right? 100%. A, it's a huge deal. B, it makes me know, like, and trust Casey just a whole heck of a lot more just from that one thing. And C, I'm like, wow, I kind of have a little connection with Casey right now. And next time I see him in person, I'm going to make more of a point out of seeing him in person. I'm going to be like, hey, Casey, just want to say yep. that I appreciate you commenting on my comment, blah, blah, blah. It's so huge. 
It really is huge. And that's the social side of it, right? So it's, it's, it's about making those small connections because genuinely making them right. Trying to help. And, and the idea here is that, um, what that does for people is that makes them in, in a world where nobody responds to them. That right. makes them, that makes them like pay extra careful attention. Wow. Maybe I should watch some more of these videos or maybe I should check out this guy's podcast dot, 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 dot. And the idea is, the idea is to, um, is to get them to the point where you become so valuable to them that you're indispensable to use Seth Godin's phraseology, right? That they can't imagine not having access to you. They can't imagine not listening. Like I know with my tribe, if all of a sudden social media examiner disappeared tomorrow, there'd be a lot of upset Huge, people. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, but, but you got to work to get there and it takes work to get there. And eventually you have to have a team around you to be able to get there, which I definitely do. So, um, that's the first part of it. Um, but in the case of the journey, um, it was a it was a big kind of crazy audacious idea that if I showed behind the scenes about our product, but I actually never said come buy our product, but it culminated at our conference. So the end of the story was clearly all the people celebrating at the conference. Right. I, I, I hypothesized that that would turn our fans into mega fans. And when I was on the keynote stage at Social Media Marketing World 2018, about a third of the audience raised their hand and said they had watched at least one episode of The Journey. Now, that for me was a huge ROI, huge. right? Because, because I was like, all right, even if they were existing customers, I don't care. That's freaking huge, you know, because in a day and age, like we're recording this in December, right around the holidays. People are watching freaking seven minute video. They don't even spend seven minutes on Facebook, you know, <laughs> and they're watching a seven minute video or they're watching two of them back to back. I'm like, that is extremely valuable. That's, that's just as valuable as them spending 30 minutes listening to us together. It's even more valuable because when they're watching it, there's nothing else distracting them, right? They're not driving the car. Their mind isn't going anywhere else. It's like they're watching television. So that, that is, um, that's the key to develop that kind of emotional connection with the tribe so that they'll want to, they'll be intrigued. They'll be mystified. They'll want to say, well, I'm going to actually Google that social media marketing world and yeah. see what the heck that thing is, you know? And that's, that's the key to the whole thing. And then if you, if you want to take it to the next level, that's where remarketing comes in. YouTube in particular and Facebook does the exact same thing. They allow you to show ads to people that watch your, your, your videos. So, Last year, what we did, and we're going to do this again this year, is I created a little direct-to-camera video, and I said, hey there, Mike Stelzner, thanks so much for watching the journey. Be part of the story. Why don't you come meet me? Come to San Diego. And you know what? That's kind of cool, right? Because it's like, wow, I'm getting a personalized video from Mike, <laughs> yeah. even though even though it's not personalized, really. But but the idea, and it plants that seed in their mind, like, wow, okay, maybe I should be part of the storyline. And that's just one of many different things that we do. Um, in email, I don't know if you're on my email list, John, but part of the reason why we had a huge spike over the last couple of days in the last two episodes of The Journey is I um, sent an email out that the title of the email was Facebook, goodbye Facebook video, dot, dot, dot. And I opened up the email and I said, it was the smallest of things that completely rocked my world. And I said, when I, when I realized what was going on, um, I was, I, re I realized my entire strategy was going to get thrown out the window and I'm, I'm mad living. Uh, but then I said, um, I had drunk the Kool-Aid. I had believed what Facebook wanted me to believe that video was the future of Facebook. <laughs> so, um, and then I went on to say, um, and I proceeded to cancel three shows off of Facebook. Um, or, or, and then how, how did I react? What did I do? Get the behind sto the scenes story here. Click this button below to watch the rest of the story. And then PS, 
watch what platform this is on. And boom, like crazy amounts of crazy. And, and then I, oh, and then I said, by the way, I, I promise to respond to every comment, you know? <laughs> so that was all yesterday, dude. So that was the video that you probably watched, yeah. which was the Facebook video one. And that I went from 1500 views to like 11,000 views in a single day on that video by sending that email. And it was such a snowball effect because, you know, maybe 5,000 people went and took action, but because so many people were watching it, now YouTube's like, oh, wow, this is a really popular video. We're going to put it in front of more people and X, Y, Z. And that's how the snowball effect happens. And one thing I love about you, Mike, and you've always been this way, is you're just a numbers guy and stats don't lie. And as you showed on the, on the journey, you were getting 1%, 3%. 2% like view rates through your Facebook videos. I mean, people were just clicking play and then Xing out. They're dropping like a rock. You weren't getting the, the long views on those. Yeah, exactly. You weren't getting the attention. But what happened on YouTube, you were getting the attention. People were pressing play and they were watching, you know, 75, 85, 95% of the way through the entire video, 100%. And that's where Fire Nation stats don't lie. And one thing that you just brought up that I loved at the very beginning was Get to the point, Fire Nation, where you are indispensable to your audience. If you truly wake up and you say, hey, today I'm going to do something to become one step closer to being indispensable to my own audience, that's a winning strategy. And you mentioned it, Michael, the pulling the three long form shows off of Facebook. Let's get into a little more detail about that. Why'd you do it? When you go on Facebook and you look at how many views are on a video, it's very deceptive because what they call a view the rest of the world calls an impression. So just for people that are like, you know, kind of new to this world, impressions in the olden days meant how many people could see, you know, or had have seen it. So for example, if you have a blog that gets a million visitors and and you have a banner on, on there, you can you can try to claim that it will be seen by it'll have one million impressions. Does that make sense? Yeah. It doesn't mean that anybody actually did anything with it. It just means that their eye might have glanced it if they scrolled past it. Um so in the case of YouTube, they don't count a video view unless it's been watched for at least 30 seconds. On, on Facebook, it's three seconds. So the difference here is that as you're scrolling through the feed, first of all, those videos are auto-played. On YouTube, they're only displayed when you search for them, okay? So huge intent difference. One is like display, one is like a, a sign on the billboard as you're driving by, you never expected to see it. There it is. And if you choose to hit play and you keep scrolling, what happens? It goes up in the corner. Have you ever noticed this before, John? Yeah. The video goes up in the corner while you're scrolling through the feed. Or if you're on the desktop, it's there. But that stupid number thing, Steve, keeps, <laughs> you know, the world thing keeps going off and pulls you away from the video, right. right? Oh, I just got a dopamine hit, right? Someone liked my comment. So, you know, pretty much it's just impossible for people to focus very long on Facebook, on anything. So I call it the highway where um, the destination is YouTube. And the statistics show that the average user on YouTube spends a, four, a session of 40 minutes, John. Average. Wow. 1.9 billion supposedly daily users according to YouTube. They spend an average of 40 minutes a session. That's insane, insane. right? It's insane. And YouTube has built things so you can have a playlist, which we have. And if people come into that video you watched and they just don't do anything, they'll roll right into the next video because it's on a playlist. Facebook doesn't do that. As soon as the video is over with, they're going to show you either an ad or some other video that they think you might be interested in. That's got nothing to do with, with you at all. So the reality is the data showed that there was almost no engagement. And to give you an analogy, the journey, I, let's say the average journey video on Facebook had 5,000 views, okay, this, this season. When you looked at the data, it showed that only at best 3% of those views um, actually stuck around for more than a couple of seconds. Um, and 
or hit play, which means they showed an intention to actually watch it. So it literally looked like a straight down line to 3%, best case. Of that 3%, at best, I sampled almost all of our videos. At best, about 22% got to the like 30 second to one minute mark. Mm. Let me do the math on this for you. 5,000 views, 3% of that, click to play. So that's 150. Of that 150, at best, let's say 25% of them actually got to like, let's say the one minute mark, okay? So 25% of 150 is about 40 people, okay? 40 people out of 5,000 got to like the 30 second or the one minute mark. Now the same exact video on YouTube, we would get like 58 to 60% getting almost all the way through the video. The difference is there weren't as many, there are only a thousand, okay? But what would you rather have? 50 to 60% of a thousand get through the video? Or would you rather have like literally less than 1% get to the one minute mark out of 5,000? I'm here to tell you, most people are gonna pick the Facebook one. Yeah because of the vanity metric, because what the, all they care about is that big ass number. <laughs> they see that 5,000 and they say, I don't care. I want the 5,000 views. I can't fathom having the 1,000 views or the 300 views on Facebook, even though they don't even realize that the whole reason they produced a video is for people to watch it and no one's watching it. <laughs> so wake up people, look at the data. And I got to tell you, I took a lot of flack, but I, I did a public service announcement and I emailed my entire list and I said, I said, long form video is dead on Facebook. And everybody who had a vested interest in Facebook exploded and they were pissed at me. But the reality is they weren't looking at the metrics either. And when, when I, I've had private conversations with a lot of them, when you show them the metrics, they're like, oh, you're right. And the reality is um, I got so many hundreds and hundreds and thousands of messages across all the platforms when we announced this thing. What you saw was something that was just like probably the fifth or sixth or seventh iteration of that message, you know? Uh, that was the behind the scenes story. But but the reality is that nobody is watching really long form video at all on Facebook yet. Everybody's doing it. And they're doing it because everyone else is doing it, John. And that's the problem. Uh, I mean, sometimes Fire Nation, the truth just hurts. But as you said earlier, the stats don't lie. The stats don't lie. And so many people want to live in ignorance because ignorance is bliss. And a lot of those people that were really mad at Michael, guess what? They were mad because they knew that there was 12,000 views that they could brag about to X, Y, or Z, or maybe take to a potential sponsor or whatever it might be, were really like 100 or 200 views. And that's you know not going to pay the bill, so to speak. So- <laughs> Yes. Just a lot of truth being dropped there. And Michael, I mean, it's hard to believe that we've already for well over 30 minutes been dropping value bomb after value bomb. So what I want to do as we kind of wrap up our chat here today is talk about social media marketing world, because I got to say one of the coolest things that happened to me in early 2018 was when I went to your event, I went to the speaker's booth and they gave me the six-year alumni sticker that I put on and I wow. walked around the speaker's uh, party that you always throw there, which I always tell people, by the way, it's the, my favorite two hours of any given year is that two-hour speaker's party that you throw on a social media marketing world. And I walked around and I was just like looking at everybody. I was like, man, seeing all the people that had the six-year stickers on, I was like, I have now been here 
at this event with you at the speakers party for six years. And it was like a really cool experience, a really cool vibe. And again, this is an event that I went to for many years when it was right down the street from me when I lived in Pacific Beach. And now it's an event that I went, I've gone to for three years straight when I've been living in Puerto Rico, all the way across the country and even halfway across the Atlantic. So this has been an event that you've been putting on now. You have an audacious goal of 7,000 people. So talk to Fire Nation now, like, what are you changing about social media marketing world? Because there are some changes and let's just talk about the event in general. So first of all, thank you. Um, yeah, we're coming up on seven years and uh, we've made a lot of changes, um, I think for the better. Um, you know, in the early days, we had a blogging, a podcasting and um I'm forgetting some of the others, uh, YouTube tracks, you know, and this year we decided to double down really just a hundred percent on marketing because we realized that our tribe wants to come to this event almost exclusively because they want to learn marketing. You know, the numbers, you know, the numbers. Yeah, we know the numbers. We know how many people are in the rooms and, and we even know based on our editorial and all the data that we have that this is why people come to our event and this is what we're doubling down on. So we've, we've reallocated a lot of our sessions into things that we know absolutely marketers care about. So for example, we've got a huge track on messenger bots, got a huge track on Facebook advertising. Uh, We've added a track on local business. So any local businesses that want to try to figure out social media. Um, We have YouTube for business now, which we never really had before. It was more like YouTube for creators. So, you know, if you're beginning to see that maybe you do want to get started on YouTube, we've got some of the best, you know, experts in the world that are teaching on that. So that's what we're all about. But what I think is really cool, John, that we're doing, which I don't even think you know about, is um, we decided to roll out something brand new this year, which is uh, we have weekly webinars now whenever anybody becomes a customer, and we onboard them to become a customer for Social Media Marketing World. And in particular, we teach them how to start today making conversations and connections. And we have tons of private Facebook groups on different topics that we put together and we onboard and train people so that they can actually start getting to know people so that when they show up, they're not by themselves. So for example, we've got a Facebook group for people that are looking for connections. We've got one for people that are interested in Facebook ads, another one for Facebook organic, and people can go into these groups and try to find their tribes and begin interacting and getting excited literally months before the conference. We've never heard of another event that does anything like this. You know, a lot of events might have one big group, but we are facilitating and moderating these small groups that allow people to make those connections so that when they show up, they feel like they've got some buds already that they can hang out with. What's super cool about that is having been to so many conferences over the years, one of the biggest struggles that a lot of specifically attendees have is getting there and then, okay, who am I going to interact with? Who am I going to talk to? Who am I going to hang out with? Who am I going to have lunch with? Who am I going to do all these things with? Now, when you set up that kind of environment that Michael's talking about there, Fire Nation, now you're going to go into this event, not with those questions, but you're going to go into this event with, I can't wait to meet X and Y and Z individuals that I've been interacting with in these groups for months now in person. And you're going to have these meetups and these gatherings. You're going to go to sessions together. You're going to have fun, take notes, exchange things. That is what it's all about because that's why we go to these events. We go to events to meet people, to learn, to network, to build relationships, to learn, of course, from the great sessions. Even like debrief afterwards, like what did you, how totally. did you interpret that? Or what do you think about this idea? Or, or you know, I mean, because it's like, it's one thing to sit and be a student and take notes. It's another thing to actually like talk about it, right? And that's where you can take it to the next level. And that's what we design by its very nature into the pre and during the event and after the event. 
Well, I love it. And again, going to the person you were sitting next to afterwards, just like Michael was saying and saying, hey, would you mind? Like, let's talk about this. Like, what were your three biggest takeaways from this session? And then I'm going to share with you mine. And then let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, that's how you take that passive learning and make it active memory and active knowledge. And that's super important. So we have something for you, Fire Nation, the URL, if you want to check out the dates. Well, I mean, we'll get into the dates and everything in a second here, but just go to the page, check it out, learn all about it. And you can see if this is an event that you want to check out in more depth eofire.com slash Mike. That's M-I-K-E, eofire.com slash Mike. And Mike, let's maybe get into some more specifics. It's March 20th to the 22nd in San Diego. Is that the encompass it? Or are you having a couple days before and day after thing? Okay. I mean, you know this, like a lot of people end up coming early because totally. there's, una- there's unofficial stuff that goes on before. And it's San Diego, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. So people, people come, you know, we have unofficial meetups where sometimes a thousand people will show up at the bar, you know what I mean? And they'll all put on social media marketing world stuff. So yeah, I mean, I, I would for sure, you know, plan on allocating three days. Um, we do have, we do have really economical options now. We do have like a ticket that starts at only 300 bucks. And that ticket will get you, um, it'll get you access to the keynote, the live stage and all of the content stages, which includes, uh, we do still have blogging, but it's more focused on like SEO and the marketing side of it. And then we also have, um, video creation that's included with that. So all tips on how to better create video and live video. So all of that content is included if that's the kind of stuff you're interested in at a retail price of 297 bucks. And it goes up obviously, you know, from there depending on what kind of access you want. But uh, that's not that's not something we've really ever done before, which is given a whole bunch of content uh, at such an economical price. So if you can get to San Diego and you can find a place to stay, you can actually experience this event for a lot less than most people might imagine. Fire Nation, eofire.com slash Mike. Head over there, check out what they have going on, all the details. There's hard, there is it's not many places in the world This better to be than San Diego in March, especially if you're listening to this from the northern regions of either the United States or above the 37th parallel, anywhere in the world, basically. So check it out, eofire.com slash Mike. And before we say goodbye, why don't you just give us one key takeaway? I mean, we've talked about a lot of things, Michael, today. You, You broke down the numbers. You broke down some real honest truth. But what do you want to make sure our listeners really get from our chat? I think that... If there was one thing that you took away, it would probably be do not overlook your YouTube strategy. I know I didn't call it out by word, but that's what we're doing with the journey. And I believe, like I said earlier, that pendulum shift is going back to passive consumption. YouTube is where it's at. It's one of the oldest platforms. It's the overlooked one, but it's really where everything is at. So if you don't have a strategy on YouTube, figure out a YouTube strategy. That's my tip to you. Boom, Fire Nation. We'll leave it at that. And Michael, thank you for sharing your truth with Fire Nation today. And we will catch you on the flip side. Thank you. Hey, hope you enjoyed the chat with Michael today, Fire Nation. And hope that you make it out to San Diego, eofire.com slash Mike to learn more. And hope you make it over to thefreedomjournal.com to accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. I'll catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side.
So what makes ZipRecruiter so smart? ZipRecruiter doesn't overwhelm you with unqualified candidates. Its powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to identify people with the right skills and experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. And as applications come in, their technology analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates to save you time and make sure you never miss a great match. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter dot com slash fire zip recruiter the smartest way to hire